Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 63 of the Sports Run-On Podcast. In this edition, we're going to start out this edition of the podcast, should I say? Making you a preview of the Hall of Fame game, which will be coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. This game is going to be doing the Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the first preseason game, and if you don't know what the Hall of Fame is game, if you don't know what the Hall of Fame game is, let me tell you. It is a game that has to do with the Hall of Fame ceremony. Played, it will be played on the field at the National Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. What, whatever the, the time before this is being played, and before every single Hall of Fame is being played, there will be players from each certain team that, will, that are going to be inducted into the into the um, Hall of Fame. The, the Hall of Fame, they've already been in, they've already accepted their nomination, and they will be in, they will be going into the Hall of Fame. Two of the biggest players that will be going into the Hall of Fame will be Troy Polamalu and Bill Cower, who was uh, Troy Polamalu. If you don't know, is a starting safety for the um, for many many years. He was starting safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was without a doubt he was a no doubt Hall of Famer. He he has uh, at least one Super Bowl ring, and and just so so and he just helped the Steelers to so many wins. So many wins over the course of his career in Pittsburgh. So I think a lot of people think that it was a no doubter for him to. I just lost my thought. Okay. Uh, oh no, he he has he has appeared in three Super Bowl championships throughout the years. That's what I was trying to get a specific. He he yes he has so he has. I'm pretty sure one and has and it has three. So and and that was the C, the time that the Steelers were able to get a win over the Seahawks. He is also from USC, the University of Southern California Trojans. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2020, which would be his first year of eligibility. So he was able to go in straight away into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with with him and Cower. Cower being a Absolute legend. Whenever it comes to Steelers coaches, if you didn't know, the Steelers are a very proud franchise, and they've only had you can see three or four coaches since the Browns have had like so like this since the Browns have had like ten or fifteen. Like it's been crazy the amount of coaches they've had when you look at them compared to the other teams in the in the division, the uh, AFC North that they play in against the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and Baltimore Ravens. It's just crazy because they've had Bill Cowher, now they've had Mike Tomlin for a long time, Chuck Knoll, just to name a few of the great quarterbacks that they have had up to this point that have coached the Steelers team and been able to take them to many, many Super Bowl victories and been able to take them to many other numerous wins over the course of, of the time that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have been a franchise and have been the, the, the love of the team who uh, the love of the team that has um, been in Pittsburgh. So following one year of absence because of the coronavirus, preseason football finally makes a return tonight as the Cowboys take on the Steelers in the Hall of Fame game, which I just said. Dallas coming off a di- six, disappointing 6-10 six and ten campaign during which quarterback Dallas Prescott suffered a season-ending ankle injury in Week 5. This was an absolutely insane blow for, for them to um, lose Prescott like this. Because like they really had um, a lot of a lot. What am I trying to say? They really had a lot of potential. So many people thought they really had a lot of potential. Like Dallas Prescott to really lead them to a really strong, <coughs> excuse me, strong and winning season. But then they end up. He ends up getting injured with a suffering a season and. 
doing ankle injury in Week 15. Pittsburgh got off to the best start in franchise history in 2020, winning its first 11 games. Winning the AFC North title would fare to make it past the wild card round the postseason. Because what a lot of people say is it's because Pittsburgh got exposed for being one-sided. Pittsburgh was very Pittsburgh, um, which I will be very interesting interested to see tonight, will be the fact of how of how well the Steelers can run the football. Obviously, this is not the starters. These first preseason game, Big Ben, who's Ben Roethlisberger, who's a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, will not even be playing tonight. So obviously, the Steelers will not have all of the top talent that they usually have. Like maybe they'll play like a series, but they obviously won't play the entire game because there's no point in having taken the chance because of how physical of a game football is to get them injured. Whenever you're have a, you have a game that doesn't even count towards your record, there's no real point in that. And I mean, obviously that makes a lot of sense to me too. But so we're not really going to see that. But I just think because of the fact of how one dimensional it seemed Pittsburgh was last year, I have no doubt that I feel like for a lot of things it's going to be an, you're going to see an effort to see how well the Steelers can run the ball to show that they are not a one-sided team like they got exposed for being last year where they put so much effort on Big Ben having to throw for four or five touchdowns for them to win a game. Obviously, for the for the first part of the regular season, or obviously the first 11 games, that worked. Like, for, for so, until these teams really get a good scouting report on you, you're not really going to get exposed for being one side if that one, if that one part of your game is strong enough. But obviously, at this point, that that part of their game was not strong enough after it got exposed. They were not able to rely enough on their running game to still to even it out the passing game and the running game, which just leave which just left them at the fact of they really got exposed for being a one-dimensional team. The line on this game, if you're wondering, is Pittsburgh by two points, with the over/under being for the points scored in this game being 32 and a half points. So 33 would be over 31, or well, yeah, 32 would be 32 would be under 32 three 33 would be over. There we go. The Cowboys have won their last three appearances in the Hall of Fame game. The Steelers fell to three and three in the Hall of Fame game after losing to Minnesota in 2015. There are the the, uh, the Pittsburgh has a major advantage in the under center going into this game as its trio of Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and Josh Dobbs have appeared in a total of 37 regular season games while Dallas. Triumph, uh, yeah, triumphant of Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, and Ben DiNucci has only 15 under the belt. So without a doubt, without a doubt, there I think that's that's definitely going to be a big part of the Steelers that there are um, not there are like they have more experience under center, which will probably most likely lead to more snaps and better decisions made by the quarterback on where to throw the ball and the, and the reads to make. With that said, the 25-year-old Rudolph, who is the one who will be starting this game, has thrown 15 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions in the league, but will make the start Thursday as he looks to secure the backup role behind Ben Roethlisberger, because a lot of people think that it's not still not for sure that he is the number two spot on this dealer's roster currently. With them bringing in Dwayne Haskins, drafted 15 overall by Washington in 2019, the 24-year-old Haskins threw 12 touchdowns and had 14 interceptions in the past two seasons before being released and coming to Pittsburgh to battle Rudolph for this backup job behind Big Ben in case, obviously, in case he gets injured. I I still like I think that the um I think Rudolph will play well enough tonight. That's my prediction is that they'll he'll he would definitely play well enough tonight to be able to really show that he deserves that backup spot. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is there yet. I think there's a chance, but I just don't know if Dwayne Haskins is really at that point that we can say that he's a for sure backup if Ben does get injured in as he's getting older with more years in the league and having the elbow injury which affected him last season. 
The thing that there is little debate about for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as I talk about, is a need to improve the running game. And they did that with with uh, 24th with selecting the 23-year-old Najee Harris out of the University of Alabama as the 24th overall pick in this year's draft as after rushing for 1,466 yards and 26 touchdowns for Alabama last year. So he also he's also figured out to be a valuable a viable option out of the backfield as he held in 43 passes for 425 yards and four TDs in his senior season with the Crimson Tide, helping them to have a very good season as they do most years. There's well, it's usually a good a good bet whenever you have a skilled position such as a receiver. Or a quarterback, or or not a receiver, a receiver, or a um, running back coming out of this school. That they're usually going to be good because of just how co- consistently this, how good the, the skill position for them is consistently good. There are also a couple of reasons that I think that um, the Cowboys can cover. I will explain after this who I think is going to win this, but I'm just going to give reasons. That was the reason for why Pittsburgh can cover because of the more experience under staff. For the Cowboys, I think that it's. It feels like Gilbert, um, Gilbert, Danucci, and Rush, as I talked about. It feels like Gilbert's presumed the upper hand as the as the underway. The third year old joined the Cowboys after uh, Prescott, so he's had snaps after Prescott went down last year, making his first career start in Week Nine against Pittsburgh, completing twenty one of thirty eight passes for two hundred forty three yards and a touchdown in one pick. As they did end up losing to that Pittsburgh, as Pittsburgh was on their way to going eleven to zero. 24 to 19. So, but it, he still was. I actually watched that game. He did keep that game very close. I do remember. With plenty of, with a lot of the focus in this game being on Dallas's defense, which is ranked 31st against the rush, uh, which is again 31st, which was the fifth worst in points allowed per contact. And, oh, and was the fifth worst in points allowed per oh per contest, which is 29.6 yards allowed per contest, which is very, which is not very good. If you don't know, giving up about 30 points per game is not what you need to be doing if you want to get consistent wins. Each of the team's first six picks in the NFL draft were defensive players, linebacker Micah Parsons. I think he could be very good. Much as also expected quarterback Kelvin uh, Kelvin Joseph, a second-round pick from Kentucky, while on the other side of the ball, veteran right tackle Layla Collins is back from hip injury that cost him the entire 21-2020 season. So I feel like the big question mark is obviously going to be the run game because with a team that has shown that they're not very good with the run, as Dallas's defense has shown, I think it's going to be so much emphasis on them really to get open holes for Najee Harris to run through and really show can they dominate the run game like they really should be able to against a team that has is, that is this bad up front. Obviously, yes, they. Well, I mean, obviously, the, there's injuries last year and there's injuries every year. So of course, the team's not going to look the same because in football, there's injuries every year. Just like as I said, uh, they have Collins coming back. The Steelers have people coming back. Everybody has people coming back from injury. So this is. This is int- it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, again, as I mentioned, the the stars are not going to be playing tonight. There are not going to be any stars. There are not going to be any. There's. I mean, there. They may again. Maybe they'll play a series. Big Ben isn't even playing. As I said, um, Mason Rudolph will be starting in this game, so Big Ben won't even be taking a snap. Like he he won't even he won't be doing anything tonight. So. He he'll just be I'm guessing help coach Rudolph as he'll probably most likely as most of these um, if you didn't know most of these pro quarterbacks that are starting whenever their backups come in they have a headset on because to help them go through their mode them go through the play call and reads to make make it flow better. So I think Micah Parsons could definitely be an X factor in this game. Go, moving on to X factors and just how to make the picks going uh, going um, going forward. I I still think the Steelers I think they win this game. 
I think that we, I most likely think that we cover the over. My score prediction, if you're wondering a score prediction coming from me, my score prediction would most likely be, I don't know, most likely probably, I want to say 31-24, and that would be, what is the over-under? I say 30, what did I say, 32? Yeah, that would definitely be, I think I'm looking at, um, uh, no, probably 24-17 would probably be my, my final score with the Steelers winning 24-17. I think it would probably, yeah, I think we'll probably be close down at the end, but I do think the Steelers will be able, to be able to pull this out just based off the fact that I think that the Steelers quarterbacks will make better choices down the stretch. Not because they're better quarterbacks. I think they are, but I mean, that wouldn't isn't really the reason. The reason, I think, is just because, as I said before, they have way more experience under center, which would which is going to make it way easier for them to make split decisions, which they're going to need to make to be able to um, win these games down the stretch. With that said, we're going to wrap up this podcast by giving you a little a little dive for with a little Olympic update as we have another Olympic medal update going forward today as the U.S. takes an even bigger overall lead going forward in total medals in the Olympic Games that are progressively can uh, progressively coming to the game coming to the end of the game this and will be over this Sunday. The USA is leading all countries with 91 total medals. China second with 74, and the Russia Olympic Committee is third with 58. Looking at looking at gold, looking at individuals for gold medals, China leads everyone with 34 golds. USA has 29 golds, and Japan comes in at third with 22 golds. Looking at silvers now, we have USA with 35 silvers, China with 24 silvers, and the Russia Olympic Committee with 22. And now bronze, we have the USA with 27 bronze, Russia, Russia, Russian Olympic Committee with 20, and the Australians coming in, which is their only showing for these top threes, with coming in with 19 bronze medals, which puts them third in bronze medals for all the countries that competed in that are competing in these Olympic Games. With that said, with that medal update, we will wrap up season two, episode 63 of the Sports Run On podcast.